Yeah, so this is going to be hopefully the first of many British Exploring podcasts with some great adventurers. So you're, you're the first guest, so thank you for uh, taking the time. Cool, man. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, if you could just tell us a bit about, you know, what you do, who you are, for those of you who haven't heard of uh, Sean Conway before. Uh, I'm Sean Conway, and I guess I'm an endurance athlete, adventurer, nomad who lives on a boat, (laughs) something like that. Um, I, I, I kind of chose a world of adventure, but more on the athletic side of things, so I enjoy the records and racing and, and pushing the, the mileage rather than the exploration side, um, so I like to go off to countries and try and break records, I guess, so uh, yeah, that's that's my thing. Okay, and so what record do you currently have, obviously, the big one, first man to do the Great British Triathlon, is that the, uh, is that the, the prize, the prize, the biggest prize? Um, I guess so, I, I've never actually officially gone sort of filled in any paperwork to get any official records <laughs> yeah it's not about getting the paperwork i enjoy the actual the actual challenge of it all really rather than the the accolade at the end so um you know i i attempted the world record for around the world cycling that was my first sort of real challenge i then became the first person to swim the length of the uk mm-hmm. um, lands end up to john O'Groats, which took four and a half months mm-hmm. Um, I had previously cycled it already, so um, in completing the run a few months ago, I became the first person to have swum, cycled, and run uh, from Land's End to John O'Groats, um, which, uh, yeah, which, because no one's done the swim, yeah. I, I've become the first person to do all three. Uh, it was, I was found it strange, actually, that not many people have done the cycle and the run either, which surprised me, because... Yeah, I guess it's sort of like going back to the same place on holiday over and over again, I guess, once you've done it once. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. It, it, it's more the challenge, you know. I, I enjoy learning a new discipline and trying a new skill. Um, that's why I sort of haven't stuck to one discipline. I, you know, I want to try and do all of them, you know? Yeah, what's your what's your preferred one then, out after oh, cycling. Three? Yeah? Yeah, if anyone can do cycling. It's so much fun. You can cover big distances. Um, and I, I do love it. But then saying that, you know, swimming's great for fitness. It's probably the discipline where you, you, you've got the best overall fitness. And running is so accessible, you know. Yeah. The weather's bad. You know, I live out in the Cotswolds, and when the weather's bad, trying to cycle on all these sort of slippery sort of green lanes is quite tough, whereas you can just grab a pair of trainers and run up a steep hill. So um, running is, is great for accessibility, I guess. Okay, nice. And then, do you do you do all of them on a weekly basis, or do you sort of, you know, is there a slight focus to your training? Um, I don't really have a proper training schedule until I have a, a big challenge ahead of me. I, I tend to, I'm a bit of an all or nothing kind of person, yeah. uh, and it also takes me months to recover from each each adventure. So I, I'm kind of in recovery mode now. I've done a few runs and a few bike rides, um, but until I plan the next one. Uh, that's when I'll sort of get properly training again, I guess. Okay. Do you know when when it will be, or at the moment it's just sort of... Um, I've got some ideas, but they're all top secret. Um, (laughs) You're going to have to sort of check out seanconway.com, I guess, over the next few months, um, or or my social media and things. Okay. And I'll I'll announce it soon, but uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Got some good good ideas. Yeah. 
So, so the first um, sort of big adventure was the round the world cycle. Was that sort of that point where you sort of said, "This is what I'm going to try and do full time," or is it sort of a mix of of trying to be? Because you were a photographer before as well, weren't you? Yeah, it was. It was never. A, I never intended to sort of be an adventurer. I guess is what what I'm, I'm classed as uh, a full time adventurer. Anyway, I, it all started off when I turned thirty, and I was miserable in my old life. I used to be a, a photographer, but instead of going off and sort of trying to get really creative gigs, I settled for the money gigs and ended up photographing headshots of bankers in London <laughs> and uh, and school portraits of, of kids. Yeah. Uh, and after the recession, bankers did not want to be photographed and no. kids at school generally don't want to be photographed either. Yeah. So I spent my entire life photographing people who didn't want to be photographed <laughs> against a white background. You know? yeah. uh-huh. And I was miserable, I hated it. So um, I turned 30 realized I was miserable thankfully I realized it yeah sold my business for one pound <laughs> to my business partner yeah and just thought right I need to go traveling I couldn't afford to go traveling so I thought well if I break some sort of record I might, I might get a sponsor and that kind of set it off so yeah worked really hard on proposals and meeting people and training and eventually got a sponsor for cycling around the world world record attempt um, did that. Um, I mean, it's old news now, but some people know I, that didn't end too well for me because I got run over in America, so that ended my world record attempt. I carried on slowly anyway for charity, but yeah. I still got home without having had the opportunity to break the record because of the accident. Um, and then I wasn't really thinking of adventure at all. I, I enjoyed the charity side of things. I wanted mm-hmm. to get into the charity sector, so I applied for loads of jobs, trying to trying to do that. Especially with cycling, I thought, well, you know, let's go and try and work for sort of some social enterprise or something. Um, I tried that for a year. I I tried, I applied for loads and loads of jobs, but wasn't getting anywhere. And then it just got pretty desperate again. And I thought, well, maybe if I go off and try and break some another record somewhere, I'll get a sponsor again, which will at least give me some sort of income to survive and buy food and things. And that's when I thought of the uh, the the swimming the length of Britain idea. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, we all know that worked out quite well in the end. That I finished it. Yeah. <laughs> Although it took two and a half months longer than I was uh, hoping. Yeah. Uh, I sort of stuck at it uh, stupidly. It was a dumb idea, to be honest. But I, uh, you know, I did it and finished it and never gave up. And you know, the the moment my feet touched the floor at the end, it kind of put me in this whole new amazing world of adventure and challenges and it it turns out you know I've turns out I'm quite good at being cold miserable wet hungry tired yeah you know? um and it's it's allowed me to sort of follow my my dreams and goals of, of pushing myself and exploring the world and meeting cool people and and filling my life with experiences rather than stuff you know yeah that's that's absolutely great Uh, so you mentioned the people do you think it's the people on the adventures as well that you know as well as the place because that's why I think it's the people that I've met on my on my own adventures that really make the uh, make the difference actually well for me the people it's always you know generally 99.9% of the world are amazing and helpful people and I always get that from from every adventure the downside of trying to break the records is I do have a limited time where I can actually interact with people. Yeah. On the bike around the world, my alarm was for 3.20 in the morning. I'd be on the bike 
before 4 a.m. and I'd cycle through till about 10 o'clock at night with probably two hours off the bike in the day and that would be just trying to find food and, and go to the toilet and stopping at traffic lights. So, you know, I'd have multiple micro relationships throughout the day. Yeah. Even they, that was enough. You know, all it took was someone to go, oh, well done, mate, you know, here's a Coke and, and good luck. And that sort of definitely spurred me on. You know, when you run a marathon, I've been reliably informed. I've never run a marathon. <laughs> um, the crowd, you know, gets you yeah. that last five miles. Um, because most of my things are solo, I don't have that crowd. But I do find that little meeting people and, and social media, you know, they might not physically be there, but just people supporting on social media certainly helps me on those long, cold, wet days, you know? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And then... Just going back to sort of the Britain thing. So you've been up and down Britain three times now. Yeah. What, what's been the best? What's been the best part of Britain that you've seen? Oh God, no! I'll, if I say, I'll say the wrong thing here. I get lots <laughs> of abuse on, online. Um, all of it, mate. All yeah. of it. Like, every bit of Britain has something cool and unique about it. And I'm just a big fan of the island. You know, as the crow flies. I, I, I could be wrong on this, but Britain's not much more than 500 miles long. You know. Yeah. And the, the, you can cycle it in, in sort of what the record's 44 hours, you know. And so you know, obviously Scotland's amazing. You've just got the wilderness up there and huge mountains. Then you come down and then you're on the borders, which is incredibly beautiful. From there you straight into the Lake District, which is obviously incredible. It doesn't even feel like you're in England at all. Um, and then what I enjoyed about sort of the, the Midlands and that sort of area is all the uh, all the, the canals. The, the towpaths, you know, I, I actually live on a an old World War Two gunboat. Okay. So I'm a big fan of the waterways, uh, and there's so many incredible waterways which, you know, you can cycle and run on, and it's traffic free. So, you know, from Manchester, pretty much all the way down to Bristol, really, on, on you can almost do canals the whole way, you know. And yeah. then once you're on on the sort of the the Seven Way and the Southwest Coast Path. Um, then you, then it's again amazing. You kind of feel as if you're in Jurassic Park, um, <laughs> yeah. and and then you then you're at uh, at Land's End. Um, I haven't done too much of the east. I'd like to do the east next. Oh, I don't think anything there. Done up up anywhere on the east coast. I've kind of stuck to west. I've, I've gone over to Ireland on the swim. Um, but yeah, I think next I'd like to do a bit more of the east. Yeah, the Suffolk coast actually is is beautiful. If you ever if you ever do go down there, like around Albury and Southwold. Great, great space for a run. Good marshland as well. Great, yeah, nice one. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I mean, obviously, we're an exploring charity. So, what is it about exploring that continues to to get you up in the morning? It's, you know, I I I'm not very good at sitting down. So, from a personal point of view, it's just having a purpose, a goal to to aim for, rather than just feeling you have to get up just to go and do a job to earn the money you need to live in the house and buy the car you need to get the job you know just that kind of mundane well not mundane if you existing on this planet you know um, and this don't get me wrong if you love your job that's not who I'm trying to get my message across to mm-hmm. the people who are doing it who hate their job there's nothing wrong with a 9 to 5 and the security of that um, if you love what you do you know don't get me wrong I'm not trying to tell everyone to quit their job here (laughs) it's just for people who are feeling maybe that there's more and then they're not happy doing what they do you know there is there is another option out there you know 
we're in a time with social media, with the internet, where we can all, we can make a living from our hobbies, you know. If you, I always use the example, is my uncle, who lives in Manchester, he, um, he makes biltong, which is a, a South African raw dried meat, which is cured in, in sort of a cupboard, mm-hmm. dry cupboard. And he's been making this biltong for ages and ages and ages, sort of 30 years, you know. Yeah. And it was only about six months ago that he, he made too, met too much. He normally just gives it away to neighbors and family. And he made too much a few months ago and thought, well, what do I do with this? I don't want to throw it away. So he found a little Facebook group online called sort of South Africans in the UK or something. Yeah. Um, and landed up, he just put a post up and within five minutes, uh, it was all sold. And he's like, oh, this is great, I'll make some more. And it, 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 it's now this sort of like second business. He makes 60 kgs a week. Yeah. Selling to, to loads of people. And, you know, and that was just a hobby that he's, you know, he's good at. And, and he makes some great biltong. And with social media, you can access those people. So, yeah. you know, me having a goal, going out and training for it, I, I, I enjoy just the, the physical side, the mental side. And, and as I said earlier, it's, turns out you know i'm not completely rubbish at at long distance endurance sports you know it took 30 years to realize it (laughs) Um, possibly because i didn't believe i could do it and that's the other thing i try and promote you know we're all a a lot more physically and mentally capable than we think we are yeah and it's only once you sort of push your bar up a little bit you kind of go oh wow geez actually not only did i not die i actually survived and uh and did all right, you know, and you then push your bar up a little bit more, and, you know, if you're a few years down the line, you'll kind of do something and find it fun, whereas if you, because you've got other things to compare it to, you know, mm-hmm. um, rather than being depressed and <laughs> hating the experience. You know, for example, now, whenever I, whenever it's raining and I go out for a cycle, uh, it's never that bad because I once got chased by tornadoes cycling through... <laughs> Tornado Valley in uh, in America. Yeah. Tornado Alley, I think. Sorry. Uh, Tornado Alley in America through Oklahoma and Kansas and that. Uh, so once that happens, once you're cycling through sort of tornado strewn landscapes with 100 mile an hour headwinds, everything else fails in comparison. So, you know, you, you just push your own bars yeah. up, your own experiences up, and, and things like that. So, yeah, I'm just a big fan of trying to see how far I can push myself. You know, I'm not, I'm not anything special. I'm five foot eight. I'm 65 kgs. I'm not an Olympian. I'm not yeah. ex-army or anything. So if I can do it, certainly anyone else can. That's, a, that's an inspiring message to preach. I like that. Um, and then, so obviously, it sounds like you know you love the adventure, the endurance side. Yeah. When it comes back to actually, you know, writing the books, how does that how does that compare? Then I imagine that's almost quite a quite a solitary you know, stationary kind of writing process or do you manage to sort of make it make it fit into your life? Yeah, again, you know, I've decided I'm going to divide my life into projects rather than jobs, you know, uh, like running Britain was a project. Um, writing a book's a project, and I love it. I, I kind of go away from the world, make sure I have no internet um, for a few months and, and do that and, you know, my, my father lives in South Africa in a game reserve, so I get to go out. I kind of go and, you know, go home for a bit, go back to South Africa, or stay on my boat and just kind of get away from the world. But no, I love writing. And again, it's something I never thought I would enjoy until I tried. 
Um, you know, I always thought oh, I wasn't very good at English at school. My spelling's awful, which it is. Um, but actually, those aren't good enough reasons to not try it. You know, so I'm glad I, I did. Okay, and um, so we've got. Is the book coming out from the uh, from the run? Is that is that in the in the works at the moment? Um, it it is in the works. It's just trying to find a time to sit, publish it because I've got my swim book out now. Um, so that's available. I'm finished writing the Round the World Cycle book. Uh, that hasn't come out yet. That will come out hopefully um, early next year. Okay. And I've got my Land's End to John O'Groats Cycle book as well. Mm -hmm. So the run book will come out, but it might be sort of next year sometime because uh, I want to spend some proper time doing it, you know? Yeah, do, do it proper. Okay, sounds really good. And who are your exploration heroes? Do you have any? Oh, loads, you know, obviously, uh, I think in the cycling world, there's a guy called Tommy Godwin, mm -hmm. who, uh, who's incredible. He um, he broke the the most miles cycled in a year record in 1939. He landed up doing 75,000 miles in a year, which is 200 miles a day or something. It's ridiculous. In oh. 1939, <laughs> for an entire year, he's my cycling sort of hero. Yeah. My swimming hero is a guy called Martin Strell. He's mad. He swam the Amazon and would famously drink two bottles of wine every day. And, you know, they were, when, when, when people asked him, oh, what do you do about piranhas? He said, oh, well, we carry a bucket of blood on the boat. And, you know, if the piranhas come, we throw the, the blood on the other side of the boat so they go there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, he's, he's mad. And I like that, that sort of mad ideas that actually work out. Um, Running-wise, I, I remember as a kid, there was a famous runner called Zola Bud. He used to run barefoot back in the day. Um, and I used to run around the bush in Africa barefoot as a kid. And I remember my mum always used to say, oh, I was like Zola Bud. Um, unfortunately, I never really sort of took on running seriously any after I was about five years old. Yeah. So I'm not particularly good at it, but, you know, I, I can train. Hopefully, I'll get good one day. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then outside of exploration, do you have any sort of non-exploring heroes or sort of people that you admire? Uh, you know, I, it's anyone who's just decided to go out and, and sort of follow their passion and hobbies, you know. And there's no one in particular, but I just, I love it when I see someone, you know, who's good at playing a weird instrument and, and that no one's really heard of and then that she made a career out of it or make a living from just doing what they love, you know. I think that's it's everyday people, you know, every man who's just decided to go out and have a have a go. I like that. Those sort of people inspire me really. Okay. That's that's nice. Anyone can be or anyone can inspire yeah, totally. That's good stuff. Um any favourite books, maybe on adventure or otherwise? Yeah, my favourite book is probably a, a book called The Power of One by Bryce Courtney. Um, about this kid who grew up in, in Africa who, yeah, he just is this really inspirational kid who decides to get into boxing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't want to tell too much. I think people yeah. should read it. So, yeah, Bryce Courtney, Power of One, check it out. Okay, I will. And if you go back to any time or place, where would you go? Um... I'm in it. I'd I'd stay where I am. Yeah. Yeah, mate. No, this is I'm the happiest I've ever been now. Uh, although I 
made pretty awful decisions, life decisions in my 20s. I don't regret them because I've learned from all those experiences and I've learned how not to live life, um, which has made me make better decisions now, you know. So, uh, no way, man. I, I'd stay where I am right now. I'm loving it. Good stuff. I thought maybe you'd want to go back to, you know, the, the dawn of early British exploration, you know. Oh, oh no, in, in, in just time general. I'm yeah. talking in my life. No. Back to my life. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm 200 years ahead of, of, of where I should be. I wish I was born 200 years ago. Yeah. I certainly, yeah. And that's not necessarily just the, the sort of, the bit, there was more things to do, more ground to break back then. That, I don't really care about that. I just like the simplicity of life back then, you know. Um, I live on an old boat, so I'm, I'm kind of trying to emulate that. You know, if I want to, if I'm cold, it takes me half an hour to build a fire to get warm. Yeah. Uh, and it's boiling a cup of tea is, is not just like turning on a plug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely off grid on the boat. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm trying there. I'm trying to sort of, sort of take back, go back in time a little bit in my life. And I, I you know, I like old vintage cars and classic cars and stuff so yeah no I'm definitely a I, I, I was sh- I should have been born a few hundred years ago, I think <laughs> yeah good stuff a few maybe just quick fire questions just to maybe just to we've got a bit of time um if you dropped in the middle of the of a marsh with just the toothpick what would be your next move with just the toothpick sorry. yeah with yeah with just the toothpick just nice and simple middle of a marsh yeah and what was the question you broke up there a little oh sorry so you dropped <laughs> Dropped in the middle of a marsh with just a toothpick, what would be your next step? Middle of a marsh, just with a toothpick, what would be my next step? Um, I would just use the toothpick to look cool, like Sylvester Stallone yeah. did in a film, uh, and then try and walk out of the marsh with the toothpick in my mouth, because I think I would feel it's, I'd feel <laughs> uh, more epic if I was, you know, chewing a toothpick like all the cool cats did back in the day. Good stuff. Um, Desert Island Discs, maybe what are the tracks that have got you through some of the uh, the adventures? I assume you couldn't listen to music whilst you were swimming, so maybe more on, a, on the run and the cycle. Yeah, no, I did listen to music while I was swimming. I had waterproof headphones. Oh, nice. Um, I um, I, What I tend to do is I, I, I get people on, on Twitter and social media to just recommend me songs yeah. and then I download them on Spotify uh, every single song they tell me I download um, and they just put it on shuffle so it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a fun thing I do and it's always a bit sort of random what comes up but the three songs I listened to the most on the run I guess was one was Eddie Vedder Society from Into the Wild soundtrack Oh yeah, um, that's a great song uh, I would also listen to uh, a, a band called the Dropkick Murphys. They're uh, yeah. an Irish sort of punk rock band, and they do a song called Shipping Home to Boston, uh, which was in the, the Departed soundtrack, uh, which I kind of like. It just kind of gets me going. Um, and thirdly, on the run recently was quite a new song, which is Avicii's, um, I think it was, is it the, the Night? I think. Okay. Um, which the words were quite good for that one. Uh, that kind of kept me going. But those were the seemed to be the ones that came on. Oh, uh, and then Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run, obviously. That's yeah. Like, the classic. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you'd ever do a collaboration with another explorer? Maybe with Ed Stafford? 
Um, yeah, some of them I would, potentially. I kind of love my solo stuff, and so does Ed, so I don't think either of us. Yeah. <laughs> you would never ask me. Um, I think the only time I, at the moment, I love my solo adventures, the only time I think I'd do something with someone else is if it was a skill that I wasn't particularly good at. Um, you know, I, a really good friend of mine, Kenton Cool, has climbed Everest sort of 11 times, and although mountaineering is not something I'm into at the moment, I can see I'll get into it a bit later. So I'd obviously go and try and do something with him because he's obviously vastly knowledgeable in mountaineering. Um, and it's things like that that I'd probably do, do something with someone else when I'm trying to learn from them, really. Um, but I've got time, you know, I'm still quite young. Yeah. Uh, I'm 34, so I've got some time to get up, get the, the, the hard stuff, endurance stuff out of the way. You know, I'm kind of getting better at the long stuff right up until I'm in my 40s, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and then I'll maybe think of something else after that. Never say never. Maybe first run the world in a wheelchair when you're when you're pushing it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like Good stuff. Um, so we're off to the Peruvian Amazon and the Himalayas for the next two years. Which one screams screams out to you? So you broke up Peruvian Amazon and the Himalayas. Oh, well, I've done the Himalayas a bit already, so I would definitely head into the Amazon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love, I love, I love the heat. I love humidity, uh, and I love jungles and stuff. So yeah, uh, and I've done a bit of the Himalayas already. So yeah, Amazon, I'd love it. Good stuff. And any words of advice that you'd offer to our explorers, maybe about mindset or skills or training? You know, for, for me, because I do the endurance stuff, you know. Just I, training is such a big and mindset such a big big thing and and I say just you know get the miles and just go in and do what you need to do. Uh, don't overthink it. You know take each day as it comes. You know if you're walking one step gets you a meter closer to your destination. If you're cycling one you know pedal turn gets you a couple of meters. So you know try and just take each mile at a time. Don't overthink it. Trust me, it, it's never as bad in hindsight than you think it is mm-hmm. um, you know no matter how bad it is I can guarantee you when you get home a month later you know with a cup of tea you'll look back and go oh, you know what that wasn't all that bad and there's a famous saying that the, the pain you feel the physical pain you feel uh, will eventually go it might take a week a month or a year but the emotional pain of giving up could last a lifetime you know so just um, yeah, you'd be surprised what you can do. So you know, push yourself a little bit more. I reckon. Good stuff. So the fear of failure keeps you uh, keeps you going. Oh, for me, yeah. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. That feeling of coming home and having not completed it is is awful, and that one stays with you for a long time. <laughs> yeah. The pain does go. And maybe just one or two questions about your beard, Sean. I think I, I put it out to the explorers. That was the only question they could come up to ask you. So I thought I'll have to have to ask you. I mean, what what's the daily beard routine? Are you are you oh, beard oiling? No, no routine at all, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I trim the sides and the moustache a little bit, because um, apparently having food in your moustache is not socially acceptable. I've been told. So <laughs> yeah. I, I trim that. Well, that's about it, mate. Yeah, no, no, no regime there at all. Definitely not. Fair enough. 
Well, hopefully I'll come back from uh, my expedition with a big old beard bar. Be- you better, mate. You better. I'm very doubtful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you weren't adventuring, what would you be doing? Fixing my World War Two boat. Yeah. I'm quite. I, I quite like working with my hands. I'm, I'd like to think I'm a pretty. I'm okay doing DIY stuff. Uh, so I'd yeah I'd probably get into sort of renovating old boats. I, I like the idea of that actually. In fact, I just like that idea generally in life. So yeah, who knows? I might sort of start doing that semi full time between adventures maybe. Okay, interesting. Cool. And so in the next coming weeks, you've got your show on Discovery coming up. Yes, 25th of June, 9 p.m. Sean Conway running Britain airs. Uh, so next Thursday. Yeah. And there's the trailers out on YouTube and my Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook. So yeah, uh, check it out. Watch the show. It'd be, it's a great show actually. I mean, even even if you take me out the show, you know, you look at some. This just makes Britain look pretty incredible. So um, yeah, tune in guys and uh, keep in touch. Good stuff. Is it a one part or is it a, a series? Two parter. Two parter. So the first one's on the 21st, and then the second one will be the, the following Thursday. Oh, nice. Cliffhanger ending on the first episode, maybe. So we'll... oh, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. And then, so where can we follow you, Sean? What's your Twitter and Instagram handles and all your, um, your blog Twitter stuff? and Instagram are both Conway underscore Sean, um, and Facebook is forward slash Mr. Sean Conway. And, yeah, that's where you can uh, get me. And, yeah, keep in touch. Follow me. Um, I'm, I'm on there all the time. I'm probably on social media too much, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I, because I used to be a photographer, I love Instagram, so I, I sort of get quite creative on there. So, yeah, keep in touch. Good stuff. And did someone take Sean Conway first, or you just prefer having having my surname first? Oh, yeah, someone, <laughs> someone took that ages ago. I, I, I keep emailing him, but he doesn't reply. <laughs> uh, one day. I'm not, I'm not that real bothered. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, actually, just a quick thing about your Sean Conway fund, actually. Um, yeah. Is it is it the first year this year? Have you had have you had many good entries? Yeah, yeah I had forty applications, fifty applications for this first year that I've been running the Short Conway Adventure Scholarship. Um, so I'm going to hopefully run it once a year, maybe even twice a year, where I just put a bit of my own money into a pot, yeah. uh, and people can apply for it to go off and have an adventure. So uh, yeah, that's the plan. I will hopefully run it again either at the end of the year or first thing next year again. So watch this space. Nice. Can you talk about some of the interesting entries you've had, or is it still top secret? Yeah, it's all top secret. So until the guy who, who's won, I've really chosen the winner. Yeah. Um, we'll announce it all in uh, in August, I think. Okay. We'll keep our, our eyes peeled for that then. Yeah, great. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Sean. It's been a it's been a pleasure. Any time, any time. Thank yeah. you, guys. And um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep adventuring, everyone. Get out there. The summer's here, so no excuse. And uh, Yeah, get outdoors and push yourself. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Sean. Awesome. Cheers. Bye. Bye.